What's up, people? This is Adam Maxwell, and you're listening to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Now get ready. It's showtime. Hello, everybody. This is Evan. And Megan. And you're listening to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Now sit back and relax for this week's episode. You goof. It is... Tuesday, November 22nd, which means we are... In the week of Thanksgiving! Yeah, we're like three days away from Thanksgiving. No, like, one. Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday, yeah. Thanksgiving. So, all right, so yeah, we're like a day away from Thanksgiving. So, I hope you got your turkey. Yeah, I hope everybody has their turkey and at least at this point have pulled it out and started thawing it, probably. Yeah, but people do it differently. Like, today when I was at work, somebody was talking about how they cook their turkey in a Nesco thing. So, like, they don't really, like, thaw it. They just, like, put it in the Nesco thing and it cooks just fine. Like in a slow cooker? I think that's what a Nesco is. Yeah, Nesco's like a slow cooker or like the thing that you, yeah, you use all the time as a Nesco. Yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of that, so that was interesting. I've heard of it before, but I don't do it. I never heard of a Nesco. Like. Nesco's a brand. Is Nesco like those, those, like, oven things? Like, it's like a slow cooker, but it's like. Has that big white open top thing, aluminum, and like. No, Nesco's a brand. Nesco's a company. Because, oh. so like the dehumidifier or dehydrator I have is made by Nesco also. Oh. Never heard of them. Yeah, it's a company. Hmm. Uh, they make things. Okay. So, just like when people say Kleenex, Kleenex the brand, but you need as a tissue. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Nesco's a brand. Oh, okay. But they were, like, one of the first brands to start making, like, slow cookers, so... Like a crock pot? Yeah. Oh, like, so crock pot is actually, like, a slow cooker. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so crock pot, I call them... brand. Yeah, I call Uh, them, I call them slow cookers, but that's just because, um... That's actually what they are. Well, I mean, it's a crock pot, but... I've always called it slow cookers because we just set it on low and then walk away for eight hours. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the week of Thanksgiving. I am going to do a little Q&A show. I was hoping for some more questions, but I got like five or six here from people. Um, so I'm going to do a short Q&A show and then we're going to... Uh, talk about some other stuff and then it shouldn't be a very long episode but um first question from an actual i wouldn't i don't know if he's a listener but it's it's uh somebody else in the gun world actually it's this from the uh this is from lefty on the talking lead podcast mm-hmm. and his question was when can i be on your show because Ooh. i was on his show and uh, actually, hopefully, we'll be recording that tomorrow afternoon. I don't know when I'm going to post it. Probably next Tuesday. 
if the recording works out, but I'm hoping to record it tomorrow afternoon. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I still don't have a laptop or any recording equipment or anything, so I'm still figuring it out. Um, the second question, this is from another person in the shooting world. This is actually from Flood Munitions, which is uh, Evan Floodman, who was also on the Talking Lead podcast with me when I was on. And uh, he asked me, is your show scripted? <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's, my answer is... A little of column A, a little of column yeah, B. Yeah, a little column A, a little column B. So a lot of times if I have questions and stuff, I get a, I write things down. Or if I have topics that I want to touch on, I draw, I write out like a, uh, an outline, you know, sometimes. But there's not much more than just a broad outline. There was that episode when we were talking about uh, the things to disappear first in the collapse, economic mm -hmm. collapse. And that was about as much scripting as we get is actually the, the different items we talked about were um, on a sheet of paper, but all the conversation we had about it weren't written down, you know? So, uh, yeah, we're pretty unscripted. So, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, it's kind of like a free-for-all. It's definitely a free-for-all. Actually, most of the time, we don't even know we're doing a show until I'm literally just say, oh, wait, it's Tuesday, we gotta put out a show. So, uh... It happens. It's mostly like, here's the topic, and this is a discussion. It's it's not like you write out a whole sentence, paragraph of your topic. You just go, this is what it is, let's discuss it, and let's just go from there. And where it leads us is where it leads us. Yeah, that's why I said it's just like an outline. It's not much more than that, so... Yeah. It is what it is. All right. And then I got a question here. I have two questions, actually. So, um, oh, wait. Speaking of uh, when we were talking about Mr. Floodman, um, Mr. Floodman's on the History Channel show, Mountain Men, the Ultimate Marksman. So if you guys are um, out there watching TV, uh, if you have the History Channel, he's on that show. So uh, follow along, watch, and uh, root for him. He's actually a really cool guy, and uh, he's Flood Munitions on Instagram. So give him a follow. And the same thing with the guy before, Talking Lead Podcast on Instagram. So give him a follow and a like. He's also um, Talking Lead's doing a gun giveaway. So get involved in that, and all the proceeds from that are going to uh, Veterans Charity. So, all right, so on to Jeremy's question. Uh, Jeremy's a buddy of mine, and he uh, actually texts this question in, which was nice of him. His, he asked, uh, what happens if you overload a round? So he's talking about reloading ammunition. What happens if you put too much powder in a load? So 
this one can be kind of broad, but we'll make it really simple. Either you're going to end up with a hot load, which is a louder bang and a faster moving round. So it'd be like making a plus P round in most cases. Or in the worst case, uh, you could damage your firearm. You could blow a barrel up. You could, uh, you know, blow open a chamber right in front of your face and cause some damage. So... Uh, to yourself physically and the firearm so the, uh don't don't do it it's kind of the answer mm -hmm. so and then he also had another question uh what if i never clean my gun so he went uh, with some firearm stuff but yeah so I came up with this little list I found online of five reasons to clean your weapon. One is to learn your weapon. Two would be to ensure reliability. Three would be to increase longevity. Four would be to ensure proper lubrication. And five would be to avoid major issues like rust, fouling, or other issues like possibly a broken part that you don't see. Um, so... There's reasons to keep a little bit of maintenance on your firearm. A big one for me is, uh, you know, the longevity and reliability ones. So you kind of want to, you know, maintain it so it doesn't rust, doesn't foul, doesn't jam, doesn't blow up in your face, uh, kind of things like that. So, and uh, you can clean your gun too much. And you can over-oil them. So be careful when you're working on stuff like that. And make sure you do things properly. Follow your uh, owner's manual for proper procedures. There are guns that need grease. There are guns that only need oil. And there are places to put grease. And there are places to only put oil. A lot of guns do not need grease. So just light amount of oil. Um, it'll work just fine. Yep, you are my gun cleaner, so mm -hmm. you take care of all of that. Yep. And the next one actually came from a woman at your work, which was, how do I make jerky? Yeah, Alexis asked that question. All right, this was Alexis. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a name on here, so I was, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So we, her and I were talking at a uh, work event for my wife. And I was talking about I make um, pork jerky using pork loins that I buy, uh, we buy at the store because I can get about 20 pounds of pork for right around $25 usually, um, which is really nice. And it's not always lean because I don't want necessarily lean uh, meat. So what I usually do typically my marinade is nothing super fancy i get a box dry rub which is like seasoned salt and a few other spices like i said it's a box dry rub it's actually a really generic box dry rub you get it at like cabela's i buy we get it at woodman's mm -hmm. sometimes um and i go with the uh like the sweet and savory one I didn't have a box with me or else I'd tell you the brand. But I go with the sweet and savory one usually. And um, I add a little bit of seasoned salt. I don't measure my recipes, so I'm sorry. I just go by a kind of feel. 
So um, I add extra seasoned salt. I add curing salt every time, and I actually do that according to the box and how many pounds I'm doing. I add a little uh, the curing salt. I also add uh, liquid smoke, Worcestershire sauce, usually a little bit of um, ABC sweet soy. It's also called Kekapmanis, which is like a molassesy soy sauce. Um, did I say garlic? Always add not just onion powder, but um, dry minced onion to it. And sometimes I add actual onions, like sliced onion, into the marinade. And I put that in vacuum seal bags and let it sit in the fridge, usually for about two or three days. And then I throw it on the um, dehydrator. For, depending on how big the pieces are cut, um, like 12 to 14 hours. And if I'm feeling really fun, I will put them in the dehydrator until they're not too greasy anymore. And then I'll take them out to the smoker on a sheet of tin foil and throw them in the smoker for five or six hours for extra flavor. But that's my easiest and least expensive way to make bulk jerky right now. Uh, it's pork jerky. That same recipe will work for beef and venison. I do it all. But the pork one's the one we usually go to because, um, you know, the venison go disappears pretty quick and beef is really expensive. So that's that recipe. And the next one I have on here is actually one I put in just because of the holiday season. Uh how do I make our turkey? Deep fried. No, no. kidding. Ha ha ha. By I... the way, if you are deep frying, please, please be careful <laughs> oh, yeah. about doing that. Be careful this holiday season with deep frying your turkeys. Please don't ruin any Thanksgivings for firemen having to come out and put your fire out of your turkey because then they don't get turkey because they had to leave for the call and then you also don't get turkey. And so. you also sometimes burn your house down. When you're doing that, do it in the middle of the driveway and stay away from your house. The fireball from that could be like 10 feet in diameter. It's a real pain. Also, make sure your birds are dry. They're not semi-frozen. That's what's usually happening is when the moisture hits the hot oil. Also, don't overfill your pan because another thing that happens is overflow. Mm -hmm. So, and when you put your turkey in the oven, make sure you put the timer on on your oven so you're watching it and you're remembering that you have a turkey in the oven. Yeah. I mean, people fall asleep, you know. They take naps. So. Yeah, don't don't take a nap while you're anything's cooking. <laughs> so, what I normally do, I try and defrost the turkey a couple days, you know, start a couple days ahead of time. And then the night before, I take, I have a five-gallon bucket that I keep my turkey in. And the night before Thanksgiving, I usually take um, the turkey out of the fridge, use an oven bag or a food-safe bag, whatever, that's 100% sealed. But I used, I just use the oven bags that they cook in. And uh, I put it inside the 
five-gallon bucket like a liner. I put the turkey in there, and I fill it up with a salt brine, and I add a little bit of rosemary, thyme, sage, and onion with the salt brine. Either I use like a little curing salt and a little seasoned salt just to make sure the uh, bird's fully salted through. And then I usually take it and we have that special pan that we cook our... You have like a turkey pan. Yeah, I have a Turkey special... roaster pan? Yeah, roasting pan. Mm-hmm. So I put it in another oven bag after I put rosemary, thyme, sage, um, what? Seasoned salt, garlic salt, onion powder... All on the outside of the bird as, as a rub. And then I lift up the skin and put little slices of butter in between the skin and the turkey breast. And then I usually take one to two sticks of butter and just stick them inside the turkey. And then Wait, how much butter are we using on this turkey? Yeah, usually about three to four sticks for the turkey. I don't know how healthy that is. It's not, but it's delicious. Healthy? No. Delicious? Yes. Why do they call them Butterballs? No, that's just another company. The company's Butterball. But you've had my turkey, you love it. And then you make gravy with all that buttered juice anyway. <laughs> that's true. So, um, but yeah, and then... Uh, sorry, I lost track where I was. And then right before I put it in the oven, I usually take like an onion and cut it in half and put both halves of the onion just directly inside the bird to let it kind of, uh, whatever, flavor through the bird. I put the whole thing inside an oven bag and I tie it shut. And then I actually brought the box over because I follow the directions on the box. And, of course, hi, Charlie. <laughs> I told you just let him sleep, but now he's over here. All right, so I... He likes to join in on the podcast, too, every now and then. Yeah. It says uh, preheat the oven to 350, add a tablespoon of flour to the bag and shake it. And then, of course, I put the turkey in the bag and then put it in the... Uh... What do you call it? Put it in the oven. So, it's usually pretty simple, and then I, like, follow the uh, directions depending on how many pounds of bird I have. The instructions are inside the Reynolds kitchen oven bags uh, box, so it's pretty simple. So, that's the last question I had for me, but I have a question for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Since you're here. Okay. In the spirit of things. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? I am thankful for my kitty, Charlie, <laughs> that he has another year or so of help with us. Even though he's sicky, he's still, you know, going on. He's always a nice thing to come home to, a nice kid to come home to, because he greets me with love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm thankful that we have jobs so that we can pay for our mansion house over our head and that we have food and that we have our health. Um, uh, and that we still have our loved ones like our parents alive and our siblings and all of that around us as well. So Good. Yeah, and I'm thankful for for those things and I'm trying to think what else am I thankful for? I'm thankful for friends. Um, I'm thankful for, for, yeah, for good friendships that I have over the years. And I'm thankful for this podcast that you started and that you let me join you on every now and then. It's nice to just talk and learn things. And obviously, well... I couldn't put you at the top, but we already know that you're at the top. I'm thankful for you and how loving you are and how sweet you are to me and how good you are to me. So, yeah. What are you thankful for? Copper jacketed lead and smokeless powder. And this podcast has ended. Yeah, um, thankful for, like you said, family, friends, uh, little boy Charlie, who's kind of a pain in the butt sometimes, but he's good. Um, yeah, job, glad to have a job. Uh, I work a lot, but I'm really glad to have what I have, and... The life that I live, the life I get to live, and the life I get to share with you guys uh, every week-ish when I remember to do a podcast. But, well, that's about it, guys. Um, Like I said out there, everybody, um, make sure you check out some of those guys. Check out Talking Lead Podcast. Check out Flood Munitions on Instagram. Um, check out our sponsors, Shooter Sports Center at ShootersOnline.com. Uh, anything you need in the firearms world, I'm sure they can get it. Root River Archery at RootRiverArchery.com. Anything in the bow hunting world, crossbows, anything you need, they can, uh, they can find it, get it, send it, ship it, whatever you need. Also, um, Remora Holsters, for the very best in concealed carry holsters. Guys, check out Remora Holsters. They're great. They're extremely comfortable holsters. I carry one. Well, actually, I carry two with me every day. So uh, give them a shout. Tell them you heard about it from the uh, Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. I'm sure they would appreciate that, especially after they've been standing behind me for the past few years. Also. Um, Oh. And let us know what you're thankful for. You know, leave us comments, send us messages. We we are interested, you know, to know what you're thankful for this year yeah, as well. And also, what's the last sponsor? 
your favorite smoking blue barbecue i feel like they need a theme song what smoking blue barbecue needs a yeah theme song? i feel like they need a theme song well i'll talk to emmett and his wife and see if they want to make a jingle yeah you can make a jingle our listeners should make a jingle and submit nah. it in yeah no that's that's their company <laughs> we can't do that I to know. them but uh, they should. Make, I'm sure though they, they would have a riot just listening to some of them though. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you guys are in the uh, south, southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois area, uh, like we said, they're not in season right now at their uh, on-site location. They're closed for the season. But if you guys have uh, catering needs, yeah, any catering needs, check them out. Smoking Blue Barbecue on Facebook. So. And let's not forget that would. I don't know where I was going with this. I don't know where you were going with it. But check out Obsidian Arms, Dissident Arms, Century Arms, and uh, all the firearms manufacturers out there. Um, I'll say the word Glock, but they'll probably sue me. Springfield Armory's got a lot of great stuff coming out too. Ooh, uh, look out for Black Friday sales. I'm sure there's some great ones coming out, like on Vortex. Oh optics. yeah, Vortex Optics. Big shout out to them for everything they do in the shooting world. Really appreciate a lot of their stuff. So, um, none of those guys sponsor us. I wish they did, <laughs> but check all those guys out have fun out there remember you know if you see an opportunity to buy a gun for a good price buy it because it may not ever see it again uh people got to get over this uh what do they call it normalcy bias thinking that prices are going to come back down they're not opportunities may never come up again so if you get a chance to buy a gun buy them all um I'm sitting on an idea for buying myself something for Black Friday, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, there's like 12 or 13 guns I think I should buy really fast. Oh, on your Christmas list? None of them are on my list. Because <laughs> all the ones on my list are very, very expensive. But, all right, guys. That's the Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you... Spend it with loved ones and that you are in good health. And if you aren't spending it with loved ones, that you still have a very nice Thanksgiving. Yep. Spend it with loved ones. Spend it with friends. Friendsgiving is good, too. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for tonight. Stay safe. And we'll chat at you guys later. Bye.